Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. It's another day and another new episode of the hard cap. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to us. And welcome. My name is Peter and joining me today, as always, my buddies and co-hosts, Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, what is up? What's up, fellas? Missed you guys. Yeah, man. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. Afternoons, evenings, mornings, you know? That's the order I go in. Have you guys watched the the Redemption Team documentary on Netflix? No, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. What did you think? It's decent. It's it's a uh, it's an hour and a half long. Um, I wish they had more information. There was like some pieces of information that I knew that I was expecting to see in there. Hmm. Um, so I think they kind of like rushed it. Um, and it was only one episode. Usually these documentaries have been coming out with multiple shows, but it's been decent. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't want to say this this next statement to start up a, a goat debate, but the impact that Kobe Bryant had on that team, wow. It's it's tremendous. I mean, the team with with LeBron James playing at his peak, Dwayne Wade having won a championship, yet he comes in as a, as a thirty year old vet and, and changes everything, changes their mortality, brings in professionalism. You know, he he just had a great impact on that team, and you can tell his greatness um, from that documentary, and it it, it kind of changed the whole. NBA for the next few years too. I mean, I'm sure it, it made LeBron James uh, a better professional, uh, Dwayne Wade a better professional, um, and that team itself. I mean, the guys kind of teamed up and went to Miami, um, and, and and Kobe too. Kobe too kind of learned from those guys as well to be um, a better vocal leader. Uh, and then he went on and won uh, two championships and and uh, was it 2009, 2010. So mm-hmm. no, it was it was a it was a good documentary. Um, really enjoyed it. You guys should uh, give it a watch. I haven't had yeah. a chance yet. That Sorry, one's definitely... I, I... Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> but, but, but it just... But if, you, if you just give him, give him just... some time for his dad joke, all right? But what he's, I... he's just setting it up. He's setting up his dad joke. Give him some time. I'm not you know setting it up. Yeah, I was just saying I haven't had time to watch your documentary yet. My oh, goodness. What did you I've have watching... time to do, Chris? No, I, was... oh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched another documentary. I watched it... I... Jeez, I watched a documentary about beavers. It's the best damn documentary I've ever seen. Okay. Oh no. Oh, that was I can't believe. Snuck it in there. Oh. Snuck it in. Dear. Just I, telling you what I got time to watch. I can't do this. Well done. I can't do this anymore. I can't well do this. Done. You're gonna get a special ending tonight, guys. You're gonna get a special ending. Happy? oh no 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 no. (laughs) you know that that documentary is on my list alex if we're we're gonna go back to that (laughs) um and also i found out that or not found out but i just saw that there's a a new jeremy lynn documentary on hbo max that's talking about the 38 points he scored in the garden that night and yeah uh, i saw that one too oh you watched it yeah, so that one too. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, it, it it brings in that that moment that we were all part of. I mean, we saw that it was a spectacular oh, yeah. time in the NBA. Amazing. Um, and but it, it does bring in that whole um, uh, you know, uh, 
racial racist aspect of it now with you know uh, Asian Americans having to deal with oh, yeah. uh, everything from you know uh, what Trump started with you know the kung kung fu virus and all that and having to deal with that hatred. So it kind of right. seeps into that. The fun, the funny thing was though. So it's 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 just about the when he scored thirty eight at the I'm mean, not just about that, but the whole um, that game and and the build up afterwards as well. Right. But um, the documentary is only thirty eight minutes long, and I'm like, why is this? You know this 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 hyped up documentary that they've been talking about. It's like, why is it only thirty minutes, thirty eight minutes long? It's like you know a half an hour shot. That's terrible. It should be longer. And then finally, like clicked in like three minutes later. Oh, thirty eight minutes, thirty eight <laughs> at the garden. I get it now. <laughs> Took a second. I get what but you, you got doing. there. <laughs> well, that's definitely on my list to watch. I'm I, I was a huge fan of that that whole era with uh with the Knicks. Um, Carmelo Anthony doing his best Patrick Ewing impersonation with the team getting better without him. It was it was amazing. What are you watching, Chris? Hmm. Goldbergs. Isn't yeah. that show over now? Like, wasn't yeah, I don't it over know. last year? <laughs> I don't know. Just. It's funny stuff. Know. It is funny. And it takes me back, you know, to good memories that I have of my childhood. Of, Naturally. You know, the 80s. And bedazzled sweaters. <laughs> so many. No, my wife's watching. She started back at season one, and she's watching it on uh, on Hulu. So mm-hmm. every now and then, I I pop in and and watch some of it with her. It's have a funny good, show. Yeah, have a it good is a fun show. It's a really good show. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is good. Nice, Alex. I'm I'm all about the hot D right now. Um, House of the Dragon has been a huge TV show. I've, I've never heard it referred to it as the hot D. P. Seriously, I'm, uh, everybody refers never. to it as the hot D. <laughs> I will literally send you 500 links to them referring to it as the hot D. Oh, Chris is showing his own hot D there. <laughs> Put it away, Chris. Put it away. No, no one wants to see that. I was not. No one wants to see that. Wow. A little, a little smaller than I expected, but you know. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, Whoa. Come on. <laughs> You're not as big as Alex likes, all right? Just leave him be. Like, I'm a little bigger. I'm a little bigger. A little bigger. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, uh, this has gone off the tracks in the first three minutes of the show. Not appropriate at all. <laughs> Needs to be ready, cut. G, guys. Ray G, let's keep it ready. G, keep your mind on the gun. All because. So, so yeah, how are you liking it? All right, so guys, I'm watching House of the Dragon. All right, and House of the Dragon, that that Game of Thrones spinoff that's supposed to be like 150 years before. I I'm enjoying it. It's it's definitely not as it's it's not as rich or because it's. It doesn't tell as many stories as Game of Thrones did. Game of Thrones is always jumping between different stories, that, different areas. True. And this You're one right. focuses very much on one family story. So it's it's a different kind of story. But for what it is, I like it. I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying it. I think Matt yeah. Smith is amazing as Daemon Targaryen. And and the whole cast is just doing a great job. Hedy Considine and and all of them. It's It's been a lot of fun. Are you guys watching it? I am. Did you like did you like how they switched the two uh, female characters like kind of right when you really try starting to enjoy them and kind of feel them, then they finally they, they switch to somebody else once they you know, move ten years in the future and right. You- that is kind of the the odd thing about this show is that like you lose actors with it after like yeah. a few episodes just because they and have it's to not due forward. to death all the time and like it's mm-hmm. just it's just you know they yeah. just wanted an old uh, an old director for age purposes but yeah right they do a lot of time jumps one episode jumps six years another episode jumps ten years and that's just because that's how the story has to be told so yeah guys, I'm enjoying it as well yeah good. What are we not enjoying? Alex, you know what we're not enjoying? That's a great question. We are not enjoying the way these Bears are playing right now. This past Thursday, the Bears played the Washington Commandos, uh, Commanders. <laughs> and 
I don't know, like no team won. It's just the Bears definitely lost. So, Chris, I want to start with you here, man. Tell me what happened in this Bears game. Lack of proper play calling, lack of execution. They were in the red zone. Well, they were inside the five on three drives. Um, I Four times they had touchdown scoring chances. They scored a touchdown on one of them. But the other three, I'm sorry, but like the, the play calling was pathetic. The execution was pathetic. Justin Fields' post-game press conference, he's, he's correct. They need to finish, and they need to figure out how to finish. The dude, I'm sorry, like he looks completely miserable he looks to me like a kind of guy that's like gonna get severe depression from this and be like i'm out i'm retiring from football or the kind of guy that's just gonna be like trade me the minute you can because i want nothing to do with this this franchise whatsoever i mean it's kind of it makes sense though chris isn't this like the first time he's ever lost continuously yes Yes. like that that that's gonna take a toll on somebody for the first time oh for sure but i think he feels abandoned don't you guys like he's he's out there on an island He's, I read an article today that, that talked about how the three, I think Sam Mustafer, Lucas Patrick and Braxton Jones uh, are the three to blame for 46 pressures so far on fields. That offensive line is so pathetically bad. And we've already talked about it on previous episodes, Mm -hmm. but they're going to get him badly hurt. And honestly, he doesn't he doesn't it, throw well from the pocket. He needs to it, get out of the pocket. It looked like he got seriously hurt about five times during the game. Oh yeah. I was worried for him. Yeah. I was Truly. worried for him. I really was. I thought that there was something going on. He wasn't getting up. And then he starts doing push ups. So Chris, I, I think it may go back to attitude like you were saying. Maybe he's just yeah. Like he's just like, oh, why do I have to keep doing this? I keep getting hit. You know, maybe the soreness is starting to get to him more, but when he hikes that ball, he's all about the game. Like you don't see that you don't see that bleeding into his game is what I'm saying. Sure, he's giving 100% effort, but he's yeah. over there listening to, you know, yoga on the sidelines and do he doesn't even get techniques. off the bench. Yeah, he doesn't he, get off the bench to go shake hands with uh terrible Carson Wentz last night, like nothing. He just sits there. And I get he's frustrated. But this is reminiscent of Smoking Jay Cutler and I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. It's starting to look a little bit worrisome. Wow. Jay Cutler. Alex, what do you think about that? <laughs> Jay Cutler. Well, okay. Uh, the commandos, as, as Peter likes to call them, um, got lucky in this last game. All right. Yeah. I mean, the Bears were all set to win. If it wasn't for that that rookie wide receiver who someone mentioned a couple episodes ago was going to make an impact, has now fumbled twice uh, while receiving a punt. Somebody that, said that. I forget who it's, it was. I don't know who it was. Was it Matt? Yeah. I can't recall. It had but, to be. Um, it probably was. <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, but no, it that definitely cost us the game. Um, but you know, like like Chris was saying, I mean, we got to we moved the ball. You know, we got to the goal line three times, and this has been a continuous issue where we don't run the correct plays when we get there. I mean, we we keep them in the pocket. Or we keep Justin Fields in the pocket, or or we run an, an obvious run play, and and we don't score. We're not we're not running the the proper plays, or we're not working on the right plays there. And to me, that's a coaching issue, and mm-hmm. and that's even more worrisome than the players because coaching. I mean, that that's going to be more of a long term effect. And I, I just I just don't trust this team to move on from a coaching staff that's this has been coaching this poorly uh, very quickly. But um, but no, 
and another thing too is, is Justin Fields needs to get the ball out quicker. Like Chris was saying, our offensive line isn't good. We need to do more quick dump off passes, hot read passes. You know, he needs to be he needs to be trained in these things. If he's if he's holding the ball because he wants to throw the deep ball, they need to talk to him and say, hey, no, look at this read right here. This guy's going to be open. And that's what happened in one of the third down plays. There was a, a wide receiver right, right open, running across the, the middle of the field. Could have gotten the first down on the third down mm-hmm. play. And, and he's he staring at him too. He was yeah. staring and, right and at him. He goes to, yeah. to, um, to what was his name? Um, Murray. Uh, what's not Murray? Uh, Mooney. Uh, but, but yeah, so he's he's just holding the ball too long. He needs to get the ball out quicker. And that's definitely another coaching issue as well. So I, I'm blaming it all on the coaching staff uh, right now. I, I, I like the progression that uh, Justin Fields has been showing. I like his skills. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. But it's really coaching staff that it's worrisome to me. You know, I, I have a tough time blaming the coaching staff this early in their tenure just because I, I feel like they're still trying to get their way of playing the game onto the players. Like it's it's still a work in progress. So I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I, I do think that part of the reason why Justin Fields is playing as badly as he is is because they're trying to get him to to play out of the pocket or in the pocket, should I say. They're trying to get him to play within the pocket. And instead of running out as soon as he gets pressure, they're trying to keep him in the pocket and just move around within the pocket, use his speed that way instead of running away, staying in the pockets so that way he can keep his head up and try and get to the wide receiver. But like you guys are saying, even when he has an open wide receiver, they're NFL open, which means they're still pretty covered, and he's having a tough time finding those guys or just releasing the ball. Uh, To your other point, I I did see a lot more short passes this game than I did in the last few games or in the first few games of the season. I I think that they have been doing a, a better job of getting the ball out of his hands quicker, but way too many times he was just holding on to it. And Alex, and it was mostly like right. on third down. Like he was oh, holding out the ball, making those deep passes on third down. It was he's just panicking. It was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's panicking. He doesn't know what to do. The game is too fast for him still. I, yeah. I think that's got to that, be that, it. That could be the case. That could be the case. I, I really think it's more of uh, uh, an offensive scheme that they're not uh, running for him right now. So I think it's still more coaching staff. But that, that could be the case too. You, that could be the case. You are partially correct there too, Alex. I mean, Richard Sherman said it last night too. He said, you, you know, you can't always be one of these coaches that tries to force your players into your scheme. Sometimes you need to adjust your scheme based on the strengths of your players. And so you have this guy confidence. who's yeah, I get it. What did they you say about Nagy? Work. Right? They said the right. same thing about Matt Nagy. Yep. And you know, Fields. There's not many many quarterbacks that can run as fast as he can. And so, take advantage of that. Maybe redo your playbook. It's, that was one know, of the cooler you know, things. When, when Khalil Herbert got his beautiful break and got his long run, Justin Fields shot into that frame to deliver a block. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Mm-mm. But the quickness with which he ran to catch up to, uh, to Herbert to, to deliver that block, like it just shows that he is one of the fastest players in the league, let alone yep. quarterbacks. Speaking of which, you guys see that block Carson Wentz laid down on Roquan Smith? <laughs> I saw that. That, was, that was hilarious. Wow, that was, hilarious. That was beautiful. There were some good blocks that game. I think Mooney had a really good block, too. I forget yeah. what play it was for, but Mooney had a good block. Oh, yeah, he was blocking a guy like 260 pounds. He was at like oh, 177. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But you know yeah, what's I mean, funny about this, guys? What's that, we're Chris? talking about the little things like blocks, whereas years past, we wouldn't be talking about this because there'd be bigger things to talk about. <laughs> We got nothing else to look for. Hey, but we like, gotta... can are these guys capable of the intangibles? Do, are they football smart? Do they understand how to play the game even? And that's what we're watching for now. My friend, that's where it all starts. 
I mean, I, I feel like this this entire Bears roster has been dissolved to nothing, and now they're trying to build it back up again. And there's going to be a lot of growing pains with that. And and Alex, I sincerely hope you're wrong, man. I hope that this coaching staff is just doing what they need to do to turn this team into their team. I don't know I, if I that's hope I'm the wrong case, too. but we'll see. I mean, what are some positives from this game? I mean, they ran for what 238 yards. You know, one of the best running uh, you know rushes in this league. It was actually. You know, the most rushing yards by a losing team since 1984. <laughs> I don't know but if that's good still, or bad, but yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, they, they ran the ball really well. So they, there's definitely some positives on this team. Yeah. I hope I'm and, wrong, too. I, I hope just, the coaching staff turns it around, but I don't right. right now. I'm not seeing it from them. And I think it's also a matter of Justin Fields throwing to bad wide receivers. There were a lot of drops in that game. A lot of things that would have made dare you his stats. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, sir. Forgive me. That was I mean, if, ever, if was everybody was catching the ball, they would he fields would have at least thirteen more yards this season, you know, and a touchdown and a win. Yeah. If someone could catch the ball. <laughs> Peter, you said it really well last night. Uh, oh yeah, hey guys, you know what I say about Pettis is that he What's should go that? get a job for Visine because he sure knows his drops. <laughs> oh, got him, got him. Zing. May as well pick up bar of soap in his coffee. I'll teach him. That's weird, but right. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, what, what do you guys rank Mooney as far as, you know, wide receivers in this league? Do you think he's a number one? Is he number two, number three, number four? Where, where, where is Mooney? He's drop, He drops the ball too much to be a number one wide receiver. He just, he can't be trusted. The ball was in his hands, in the end zone, with no time left, and he couldn't hold on to it. So he's not a number one. He's he's a speed two, I think. He's a decent two on a bad team. That's yeah, I, I see him. I see him being a really solid slot receiver. Yeah. Once we have some some good deep receivers on the outside, um, but no, he's he's definitely not a one. I was hoping he could be a number one. He does make some spectacular catches here and there, but he's not a guy that you can just trust uh, when when the time comes that he's going to get open, beat his man, and right. make the catch. So he's he's definitely not a number one. So DK Metcalf needs to come to Chicago. Oh, what do you guys? What do you guys think awesome. about DJ? Uh, 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 DJ Moore. Shark? What's that? No, DJ Moore from uh, Carolina, mm-hmm. right? Oh, Moore. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, Moore he's talented. Yeah. He's a good player. I mean, the, I think he's on the trading block now. Would you guys want to trade sure for him? He is. No, hundred percent. I mean, Why depends not? on what, what you, you have to trade. What? Oh, of course, you for him? and like, you're right. He's, he's a low first round draft pick. It depends. So, at this point, I would probably trade a, a current seventh. Oh no, he's worth more than that. Probably a fourth. I don't think I don't think they would give him up for a four. I mean, he's a first round draft pick. So. He's had a couple of good seasons. Well, what what do you think he would go for, Alex? I mean, at lowest is a two, but I think they would want a number one. Wow, so you can't do that. Yeah, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm not giving that. up a number one for him. That's too bad, man. Because he would really help one. that team out. What about yeah. what about Rokon Smith for uh for more? Oh, he wants to leave anyway. Yeah, they're hmm. and we they they do those one for one trades every now and then in the NFL. I would do that. I would definitely do that. What about you, Chris? From a production standpoint, what we've seen on the field in real life from DJ Moore versus Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith is going to demand more than DJ Moore. No pun intended. So more, more for more, everybody. I would need to see more and a pick, a fifth, whatever, because Roquan Smith is proven. And DJ Moore, although we've seen good seasons a couple times, what have you done for me lately? And Roquan Smith is out there dominating. That's all I got. You heard it here first, guys. Roquan Smith 
good football player. Alex, anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, Chris is wrong in all sense. He's not. He's. He's. Okay, listen, his position. I don't know, Chris. Do you want to the listen? NFL isn't as relevant as as it used to be, and and DJ Moore, it's going to have a bigger effect on this game than Roquan Smith. It's just it's just a fact. It's a fact. So, no, I wouldn't. Uh, a one for one trade would be good if we get a lower draft pick, like a fifth or six. I'll take it, but. I would, you know, I'd be fine with uh, a straight, straight draft, a straight uh, trade. Excuse me. I would also be okay with a, a straight up trade. I, I, you know, it's that's kind of how the NFL is right now. The the linebacker just isn't as important as the wide receiver. Even though I agree with you, Chris Roquan has shown better talents throughout his tenure. Anything else you guys want to say about this Bears game? No, I'm happy they're gonna get a great draft pick. Hopefully, but that was still hard to watch. Alex, is it going to get yeah, any that, easier? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a pleasant game to watch. I was I was really excited about it, um, but no, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, but you know, they they played better, and um, I think they will improve. So, I think this, you know the season's over, but I'm still going to be watching. That's what it's all about. You watch bad seasons for progression, and that's what we're going to do here, guys. Speaking of progression when we come back it is time to find out how the nba has progressed over the last off season do you guys see what i did there that was great Ooh, was good that one it? good one yeah. yeah thank you all right so when we come back stick around it's nba questions welcome back everybody now that we are out of that awful awful bears conversation we can head into some more positive and hopeful things And that includes this upcoming NBA season. Every year, the NBA puts together a survey that they hand out to all the GMs in the league. And those GMs answer that survey, and we get to see what they think about how the league is going to perform this year and what may need to change. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask these guys questions that the NBA GMs were asked, and we're going to see how their answers stack up with everyone else. We're going to try and get as many questions in because there are about 48 overall. We're going to try to get as many as we can in 25 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and start the timer, and we are going to get started. All right, so joining me today for the NBA GM survey, of course, is Chris and Alex, and we also get a special guest, Matt, while he's here. Matt, welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? Thank you much for the welcome. I'm excited to be here for the earlier part of the show. This is new to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the doors off this guys. Ooh, yeah, more, more energy, Matt. We need more energy from you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, pick it up, pick it up, buddy. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <Yes. laughs> All right. Now we're gonna take that energy and carry it right into the beginning here. So, gentlemen, first and foremost, and I am going to go in order here. So it's going to be Alex first, then Chris, then Matt, and then I'll give my answer. Alex, which team will win the 2023 NBA Finals? Well, they had the, the, the Clippers third. Um, and I like that pick. I like Kawhi Leonard, you know, George, they're both healthy. Plus, they picked up uh, John Wall. But I'm not going to go with them. I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. And here's why. I think... I think Simmons is really an underrated player on that team. I think he's going to be a great fit over there. He brings a great defensive presence, which they need. And he gets to use 
you know, his his base, best assets of passing the ball to Durant and and Kyrie Irving, and he doesn't need to shoot the ball, so that's that weight is lifted off of his shoulders. So I think he's gonna be a great fit there over there, and I think they're gonna win a championship. All right, that's an out of the box one, Chris. What do you got? The answer is the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. Simple, done. And Mr. Getz, Bulls, hands <laughs> down. Love it. Yep. I, I, I expect nothing less from you, good sir. And I'm going to go with the tried and true championship uh, winners, the Golden State Warriors. I feel they got one more left in them. All right, moving on, guys. Who is going to win the 2022-2023 MVP award? Alex, who do you got? I think Luca. probably everyone's number one answer, but I don't think Luca's going to win it. And, and here's why. People are forgetting. What are they forgetting, Alex? People are forgetting about the man great the myth kevin durant he's gonna come in and what up that mvp oh I'm my telling lord you, kevin right. durant Alex MVP. moved to brooklyn chris who do you got send us back it's to luka sanity bell luka done all right matthew michael jordan's not playing anymore who do you got what about pippen uh, no 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 i really do think curry's gonna improve even on his improvements I think we're going to look at a 30, 34, 35 year old. He's going to improve an insane amount of threes. Insane. Insane. The age is relevant because he's going to move less. So he's going to shoot more from further beyond. Well, the reason why he gets so open is because of how how much he moves to the screens. He moves a lot. That's, that's what makes him so great. He's not 80. He can still move. (laughs) And he's usually not open. He just makes it anyway. Yeah. That's a good point. He doesn't need to be open. He just needs the ball. Last time I checked, he still has hands and feet. Very so true. Be all right. Facts. That rim is round and it doesn't have anything blocking it. It's open, open for business and balls that he's dropping right through it. Speaking of a round rim, I've got Joel Embiid winning MVP this year because he is going to put all the balls into that round rim and be one of the best players in the league next year. Gentlemen, if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Alex, who do you got? So um, it's not Kevin Durant for this one or anyone on Brooklyn, but it's got to be Luka. It's got to be. He's 23 years old. He's great. He's only going to get better. It's got to be Luka. I mean, Giannis is is fantastic too, but it's got to be Luka. All right, Chris. He says Luka. Who do you say? Luka. I'm sensing a trend here. Matthew, give it up. Not that trend. No. I know he's old, but I'd go with LeBron just for pure (laughs) financial financial reasons perfect sell as many jerseys as you can bank off that first year or two and then just crush it after that you got to start with with the high money lebron james and his never dying awesomeness goes to matt Getz. i however will take Giannis antetokounmpo because he's just the best player in the league right now and i feel like he will be for at least five more years so i'll take that uh, level of awesomeness on both sides of the court. All right, gentlemen, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Alex, what do you say? I mean, Luca, Luca, let's not forget, he beat the top team in the NBA last year all by himself. They couldn't even he adjust really for did. it. It's got to be Luca. Chris, do you agree yeah, with him Luka. on this too? It's all Luca. Right. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I find it tough to disagree with you guys, if only for the fact that there is somebody else that I disagree with you guys with. But first, Matt, who do you got? This one, I'll follow the trend. 
I don't really see anyone who'd do a better answer for that. Yeah, I'd go with Luca. All right, Matt, I'm actually going to go with one of your old answers. I'm going to say Steph Curry is still one of the more difficult players to defend. And for that reason, coaches kind of go crazy trying to figure him out. All right, guys, moving on. Which player is most likely to have a breakout season in 2022-2023? Who's going to turn it on, Alex? I mean, does it count when a player didn't play last year? I mean, I think a lot of people going to play Zion Williams. Let's say Zion Williamson, but mm-hmm. it's just because of the fact he didn't play. But the year he actually did, he has like 27 points and rebounds, something outrageous. So I don't know if he's going to improve upon that. But for right. me, it's going to be Scotty Barnes. Uh, Scotty Barnes from the Toronto uh, Raptors had a fantastic mm-hmm. end to that rookie season. Um, we missed him a little bit in the playoffs, but I think he's going to take another step this year and, and, and break out with that team and be that their go-to guy. And Toronto's got a stacked lineup to uh... – Put around him too, Chris. Who do you got? I like Barnes a lot, and I talked about it, you know, some time last season too. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like him, uh, but on this one, I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards due to the addition of you know who Minnesota brought in and, and Rudy Gobert and what that's going to do uh, for their offense and their defense. I think we're going to see Luke uh, or see Anthony Edwards take a huge step. He already did last year. We're going to see another one, I think, this year. There we go. All right, Matt, who is going to break out worse than Chris did in high school? Good one. <laughs> that didn't happen. Though. Wow. I know. I know. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a great joke. I know, right? It's a great very, joke. very good joke. Yeah. Well played. And I've got an even crazier answer. Luol Dang. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, you know he is a real estate mogul, and he is due to break out as a real estate mogul in England. Hear me out. I get this. Hear me out. How many players have come back? Four. It's time for five. (laughs) Oh boy. All right, and I am going to agree with my good buddy Chris here. I, I think Anthony Edwards is due for a big breakout season, if only for the role that he played in this offseason basketball movie that he was in. That I. Cannot nah. remember for the life of me. Anyway, it was a great Hustler movie. Adam Sandler. Yeah, Hustle. That's what it yeah. was. It was Hustle. Hustle. Was. There we go. Yeah. All right. Speaking of hustling, Alex, who do you have for the best point guard in the NBA right now? Yeah, this is kind of inter- interesting one in this no position league that we're kind of playing in. Um, as far as the list for the GMs, they, they, I feel like they listed a couple of shooting guards first on this list, uh, which I don't agree with. Uh, Chris Paul is is the uh, highest true point guard. But I'm going to go with Trey Young. I think Trey Young is is the best point guard in this league. Um, I usually go with Chris Paul, but he's, he's getting a little bit older. He had his chance last year to to win it, didn't get it done. So I think uh, I think Trey Young is kind of stepped above him now, and uh, we're going to see a great team with the Atlanta Hawks this year. All right, Alex is shooting for Trey. Chris, who do you got? I think per our conversation that we had, you know, uh, during and post NBA Finals. Duh. It's Steph, uh, and I think you guys convinced me uh, based on what he does as a leader for that team and uh, who he is. I, you know, he's not like this. You know, what you think about with Chris Paul, where this this true point guard who's distributing, 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 but he does distribute, and what he does to the other team's defense when he's on the court makes him a great point guard. Solid choice, Matthew. What do you say? Yeah, I already picked him for MVP. How could anyone else be better than him? Fair enough, and I cannot disagree with you on that. I am also going Steph Curry. Alex, I'm a little surprised that you consider Steph Curry to be a shooting guard, even though a lot of GMs did as well per the uh, per the thing, but he's the one that brings the ball up the court, 
he distributes. I don't know what more you need to do for that. No, I mean it's it's not just him who distributes. Actually, that's one of uh, you know reasons why Draymond Green it's is very a, true. a huge asset in that team. He he really yeah. distributes the ball there. That's um, a good point. And, and he does play off ball at that point. You're not wrong. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's talk shooting guards. Alex, is this where you're going to fit Steph Curry in? Yeah. He's, he's my top shooting guard. I mean, he's he's the best shooter of all time. Like, Say no more. There's no question to that. He's, right? He's, he's my shooting guard. All right, Chris, what do you say? The next two positions are, are somewhat interchangeable with two two guys um, that, you you know, it could be either one on either one. So I'm going to say Luka on this one. Luka Doncic as the two guard. I don't know why, but I don't think of him as a two guard. I don't either. Normally. It's weird. Right? I, and that's why, like, it shocked yeah. me that he was in this list. I, I just, I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, to me, he's either like a point forward or a point guard. I, I don't right. know why he's yeah. on. But again, it's a positionless well, league. It's just, you can kind of put him anywhere. It's kind of weird. I'll tell you what. Let's let's go to the uh, the expert here. Matt, what do you say? Who's the best shooting guard this year? Devin Booker. Okay. I was thinking maybe you were going to pick Steph for all five positions. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, give me five Steph Curry's on that court, and I will win any game. Good, I mean, almost anything but center. You could you could get away with that argument. Yeah, he'll make it work. You could pick you Giannis for all. How of about them. two Steph Curry's on each other's shoulder? You got yourself a, a problem there. If Too that's tall. playing, that's twelve feet of Steph right there, if not more. <laughs> all right, Matt, I am going to agree with the expert this round. I am also going Devin Booker. The man has proven himself year after year. Now he's just got it. All right, Alex, best small forward in the NBA. What do you say? You know, I got a, I got a forced hand on this one, which uh, I'm not happy about because I, I did pick Kevin Durant as the MVP. Right. I kind of wanted to go with Luca over here. <laughs> to be honest, kind of handcuffed yourself there, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, which, is, which stinks because I think he's gonna be out of my lineup, and I don't want Luca out of, out of my lineup here. But, uh, but no, I, uh, I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. All right, that's still a solid choice, Chris. What do you say? I was a little concerned during the playoffs last year, but I, I've got to go with Jason Tatum. I was too impressed with what I saw out of him all season last year. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely scared us a little bit at the end there, though. Matt, how about you? This might be controversial, but I'm putting him as the small forward LeBron James. LeBron James. It's not James. controversial at all, actually. Well, that's actually his position, so hopefully it's, it's a, a lot of people think of him more as the power forward. I think of him as I guess maybe at this point in his career, forward. but... He can defend that position, but I've never really considered him just a power forward. Right. I also have Jason Tatum as my best small forward in the league. All right, let's move on to best power forward. Alex, what say you? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Alex finally picks Giannis. I was wondering when the hate was going to stop. He's possibly the best power forward of all time. So, yeah, Giannis. It's kind of ridiculous. Chris, what say you, sir? Easy. Giannis. Giannis it is. Matt, let me do that control paste. This may be controversial, but I'm going to go with LeBron James. Oh, gosh. Two LeBrons on Matt's team. All right. (laughs) And I am also going to go with Giannis, almost bringing us to a unanimous vote there. Thanks, Matt. It's 2K Playgrounds. You can have LeBron from the Cavs and LeBron from the Lakers on the same team. No problem. Perfect. Speaking of the next step, Alex, so who is the best center in the NBA now? The Joker. He's the best center. Jokic the Joker. Chris, what do you got? It's Jokic. No contest. Maddie? I agree. Our first unanimous decision, Nikola Jokic. You know, I was trying to figure out if Joel Embiid could be there. And the only reason why I picked Jokic over Embiid is because Jokic is just more overall better. 
Um, but he's not going to win MVP because he's already won it the last two years. So Embiid's going to get it instead. That makes no sense, Pete. <laughs> That's how the NBA works, my friend. Unfortunately so. I've, I've never nice. seen a, a player not get in the NBA first team, not get MVP. Oh, yeah. No, this is going to be awful. Let's move on. All right, Alex. <laughs> Carl Malone. He's the MVP. Jordan averaged what? Don't worry about it. Jordan got yeah, it. Let's give it to someone else now. So let's move on to which team made the best overall moves this offseason. Alex, who made the best jump? Oh, it's it's got to be the Cavs by far. I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be a huge, huge addition to that team. And they're going to make a tremendous push in the East this year. All right, Chris, do you agree or disagree? It's hard to argue with, but I'm going to say Minnesota because of what Rudy Gobert is going to do for the rest of the team, how that's going to impact what Carl Anthony Towns can do and the rest of that squad. I think that we're going to see Minnesota or Minnesota really open things up this season. I see what he's doing there. Great. Matt, what do you got? Still going with the Bulls. Only the Bulls. They moved Only me. The, Bulls. the best moves. They moved me to, to see a them bigger in person house. this year. So. Ah, nice. <laughs> And, I call uh, that. I call that. Thank you, Alex. And uh, I am going to once again agree with my buddy Chris here and go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I I do love the Rudy Gobert edition, and um, I'm excited to see this Timberwolves team play this year. May take them a little while, but they'll get there. All right, which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact, Alex? Um, I think John Wall. I think he's <laughs> he's uh, an underrated addition. Oh, he's serious over okay. there with uh, the Clippers. Yeah, no, John. Listen, he's he's amped. He's ready. Uh, he he wants to show what he can still do. He's in great shape. Um, this team has had kind of been in the um, they've been expected to win a championship for the past few years, and I think they're gonna they're gonna finally make a push for it this year. All right, solid reasoning, Chris. What do you got? I I hope you're right, Alex. I really do. I hope you're right because that team that team does need to pull it off. Yeah, they do. Uh, for me, I think you guys already know what my answer is going to be based on what I've already said. It's going to be Ru- Rudy Gobert is the biggest addition, in my opinion. Gobert. Matt, what do you got? I'm going to say no addition will have any meaningful consequence this season. Everybody's getting injured within the next week. All right. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> I, uh, I I also am going to go with Rudy Gobert. I think he's going to make a huge difference with the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, moving on, the most underrated player acquisition. My underrated pickup, and he's been kind of underrated throughout his whole career. He's been hopping from team to team, making an impact, winning championships, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is the most underrated player on the Philadelphia 76. He's just going to make a nice, good impact on that team, and he's going to bring the cohesiveness together, make them gel, make them play like a team. P.J. Tucker, he's my man. He's done it in three cities beforehand. He'll do it again. Chris, who do you got? I love me some DeJounte Murray. Ooh, I'm Deontay. Going, I'm going with Murray on this one. All right. Murray and the Hawks. Matt? I'm sticking with my no pickups. will have any meaningful consequence. All right. No one, I'm never. The Hawks. Oh, you got <laughs> it, Chris. Thank you. I'm just throwing them out there for you guys. Uh, Alex, I agree with you. P.J. Tucker going to Philly is going to be a huge addition to that team. It's going to be a, a great glue guy for a team full of egos. All right. Next one. Who will be the most improved player in 2022-2023? Alex, who you got? Most improved team? Team. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Who's the most improved team? 
next year. Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn, I feel it's going to win it all. Um, I don't think they're going to play off team last year, so Brooklyn. <laughs> it's a solid choice. Chris? Minnesota. All right, and Matthew? Well, considering I think the Bulls are going to win it all, I want to say the Bulls. <laughs> I like you guys' reasoning there. Very, very uh, parallel. Uh, and I'm going to go right with you guys there on the parallel reasoning, not the bad choices. I'm going to go with the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers. I, I think Kawhi Leonard's really just, he's what they needed because he's what they've had. All right, Alex, what was the most surprising move of this offseason? All right, so uh, I, th- I think a lot of people could say uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but, um, you know, I'm not too surprised with uh, Utah. Um, you know, they're, they're rebuilding. They're getting rid of the players. So um, not surprising to me. I was literally surprised by Murray in Atlanta. I, I did not see the Spurs wanting to get rid of him. He's he broke out for them last year. He's, he's a great uh, piece for that team. I, I'm still shocked by that trade. It, for me, it came out of nowhere. So for me, that's that's the most surprising move. That's a big one. Chris, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, Alex. That was to me. I, I didn't see that one coming at all. Didn't make sense to me in the moment when it happened. So that for sure was the most surprising. Matt, what just doesn't make sense to you here? What doesn't make sense to me is why the Bears are thinking about moving to Arlington Heights. Oh, dear God. All right. Matt picks the Bears to Arlington Heights as the most surprising move of this. I mean, he's not wrong. It was the NBA offseason. You didn't specify it had to be in the NBA. I did not. In the offseason. That is 100%. I could have mentioned political things. I could have mentioned any number of things. And we thank you for not. <laughs> I am going to go with the uh, the classic here, Rudy to Minnesota. Uh, another one where Chris was saying, like, we had no idea this was coming. We didn't know why it was happening. But now we kind of like it. All right, guys. We went. We had the most surprising move. Now let's go to a little something more, uh, more base here. Who will win the 2022-23 Rookie of the Year? Alex, what do you got? So we have a few rookie questions coming up, and I don't watch college basketball at all. I have no clue who these players are. I'm just doing an eeny, meeny, my, money mo thing here. I'll just go with Keegan Murray, Sacramento. I hope Sacramento finds a good rookie to build around. I, I, I love the Kings back <laughs> in the early 2000s, so let's hope they, they do something. All right, Alex goes with Keegan Michael Murray. Chris, who do you got? Yeah, I was going to make the Keegan Michael Murray joke too. Okay, so sorry, man. I'm feeling myself. Keegan, today. No worries. Keegan Murray to me. Um, if you watch Summer League, you saw the guy. He's just He just puts on his hard hat and goes to work, and he's got that real Tim Duncan vibe to him. And that to me, no, he might not end it's up after vibe. you know ten years from now, or, or you know, all in the books, being the best of the class. But I think this year his impact on his team might be the biggest, and he might win Rookie of the Year. Matt, going with Walker Kessler for no reason other than I like the name Walker. I mean, it's a solid name. You can't go wrong with that. I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that everyone else thinks, Paolo Banchero, because like Alex, I don't watch college basketball. Moving on, which rookie will be the best player in five years? Alex, who do you got? Uh, I mean, I heard things about him earlier this year. Uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, he's tall. He does supposedly a lot of Kevin Durant-ish type things. Uh, has weak ankles, unfortunately, but I, he I'm, I'm guessing he should have a good career better than most <laughs> all right alex chooses bird legs chris who do you got i really like Jaden ivy i loved you know i wish the bulls could have got him i was i was sad detroit got him so i think Jaden ivy is gonna end up being being the guy it might be a solid choice for them chris would or matt what do you say i'm gonna go with jabari smith 
Junior. <laughs> Don't want to pick senior right now. And I will go with Paolo Banchero. All right, finally, which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft? So which low guy is going to be a high guy? Alex? I mean, this one just reminds me of a, a cool baseball player, Kenneth Lofton Jr. <laughs> Dallas. They, Dallas needs a, a good player. So hopefully you get some time there and, you know, Brunson left. So it's a spot open enough for him to do something. So love it. Is Lofton this Kenny Lofton's kid? It is 100%. It, Stop it. Is it really? really? Yeah. Oh, that's why oh, I man. picked him. <laughs> that's why I was that's about awesome. to just crack up there. Yes. Oh, noise. Okay. Uh, well, here, the answer here is is the Detroit Pistons. And let me tell you why. They absolutely robbed the entire NBA by getting both Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran at 7 and 13 in the draft. Those, I don't know if you guys saw Jalen Duran. This dude looks like superman like he he he's he's legit i think that detroit is going to be hard to hard to beat in the coming years yes we better watch be. out for the pistons all right matt what do you say i'm gonna be honest in that i have no idea Perfect. i truly have no idea no okay. clue for the gets i'm gonna go with dalen terry because i want the bulls to do something good all right and our final question tonight gentlemen who is the best international player in the NBA? Alex, what do you got? Luca is going to be at some point, but right now it's Giannis. It's Giannis right now. I agree. Matt? Austin Powers. <laughs> the international <laughs> man of mystery. That's right. Oh, man. I should have picked Austin Powers, but instead I went with Giannis again. And that will do it, gentlemen. There are about... 20 more questions to go, I believe, but we don't have the time to go through those. So listener, go through this article yourself. It is an amazing wealth of knowledge and actually shares what the NBA thinks about its own league, or at least what the GMs think about their own league. When we come back, it's going to be time for Matt Gets Answers. So stick around. Now that we are done with all of the NBA talk anybody could ever have wanted, it's time for Alex's. Tri- oh no, never mind. Alex said he couldn't do trivia this week, so instead, sorry, sorry. In, in lieu of, in addition to, honestly, the better option, Mister Matt gets and Matt gets answers. How's it going, buddy? It's That's going two weeks well. in a row, Pete. You're burning me. Two weeks. Feel the heat. I think buddy. Feel your it. math skills <laughs> might be lacking there. Two weeks. Say it's like once per episode since the <laughs> creation of this podcast. <laughs> that, we did take some time off, so that's why I didn't uh, keep track of the prior season. But you're right. You're right. I like to stay consistent with these things. But actually, Matt, forgive me. Before you even start, I, I can't be addressing you. Chris. Hmm. Sir. Yeah. Give us the song. Mama, 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 gets answers. Yes! That was amazing. That was pretty awesome. That was that was the best one yet. Love it. Just thought of it right now on the fly. So I'm glad you guys liked it. Oh, man. Okay. So I know you guys briefly touched on the Bears game. So my first question to you, I mean, I got to bring this up. That last drive, there was like an ounce of hope. An ounce of hope, more than an ounce, mm-hmm. the more that drive went on. Yep. We've got 
first and goal on the six yard line for the third time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Bears, knowing what their strengths are, pass it <laughs> four times in a row. <laughs> I don't even know what my question. My why? What happened? How is it that everyone on earth could have said, no, don't try four passes in a row. Try anything with a higher likelihood of success. Anything. Justin, just run it in. Run it in. Anybody. Like a fake throw and run. Anything. Honestly, How is that possible? I forget. Did they even do a play action during that no. series? No. No. They but just tried to pass see, four times in a row. A boot right. would have been smart. It's absolutely ridiculous. A boot. A play action boot, right? Anything like that would have worked. Well, I mean, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Why didn't Richard Sherman just storm Luke Getze from the sideline and say, "Run the damn ball"? <laughs> they, they didn't listen to last week. They didn't listen to last week. Last, I mean, the last Thursday when yeah. they, of course, should run the ball, but they didn't. I think Richard Sherman's gonna lose it. He already had lost it <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> Alex, like was it you that out. said? Was it you that said Richard Sherman should be our head coach next? That was me. No, that, was but that actually sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a logical fella. <laughs> he might walk over to the offensive coordinator, grab him by the collar of his shirt, and shake him. I mean, it's what you need right now, right? I think so. So, yeah, Matt, that game was so bad, we stopped talking about it before your question was even over, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm rarely embarrassed. <laughs> by the Bears. I was embarrassed after that game. I I just felt awful. Like it was unreal. Yeah. I actually had made a lunch bet with one of my coworkers. Oh, <laughs> so no. I felt extra worse. <laughs> <laughs> More eggs but, and no, fish, Alex. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, it's pathetic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not that bad. Um it, no, it's pathetic. I mean, like I had mentioned previously, wink wink. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bears ran 238 yards, which was the most rushing yard game with a loss since 1984. So, no, it's pathetic that they didn't even try to run the ball there um, or play action, do a bootleg, something. Put the ball in, in Fields' hands and let him do what he does best. But, uh, no, it's it's really pathetic. It's, it was a hard loss. You can't, you can't write. You can't write that loss, and it's just it's just pathetic. Yeah. But this is the other part of it, is that e- even with the fact that they didn't run the ball at all, they still had two good shots at a touchdown and messed up both times during that that during that last drive. Uh, you, you can't yeah, I mean, o- overstate that enough. Like, it, it's just Mooney is not the number one wide receiver that he was advertised to be. The man is dropping way too many passes right was now to be considered. He was never that. advertised to be the number one. Never he advertised was. to be the number one. Yes, he was. He by was. the Bears mm-hmm. themselves. No, no, he is our number one because that's all we have. But he, he's <laughs> the entire league knows that he's not our number one quality. Oh, even the seat. media talks about him like he's... Keyshawn, no, Keyshawn Johnson even was like, he's a 2B at best. <laughs> he's probably your number three on a good team. Well, that's kind of yeah. the problem, though, isn't it? Realistically is... speaking, yes, that's true. Yeah, like the, the halftime announcers, they just kept telling... Justin, get out of the pocket. Like that's when you're if you're gonna throw, get out of the pocket and throw. And this last drive, four throws in a row in the pocket, where it's his lowest percentage of completions. Mm-hmm. It's mind boggling. Yeah, man. Frustrating is is a light word to call yeah. it. It's rough. It really is. But then so following up on I think what you guys talked about last week, 
are you happier they lost? Because you already know it's not going to be a great season. So are you happier that this is going to help them improve their draft situation? Well, that's the thing, uh, Matt. I, I don't believe that this year, I mean, wins are important for player morale and all that, but I don't think for the team wins matter. I think it's all about progression and it's all about making sure your players get better. So I, I don't care personally about the win or loss. I, I like, like we were talking about last week, I would prefer a loss so we can get a higher draft pick. Um, I, I know the players want to win and I know it's important to them, but I think it's just better for the team if they lose. And I just want to see, I just want to see good plays and losses. Is that so tough? That's, yes. that's where I'm at. I want to see, you know, how do these guys grow and progress and learn? And, but the loss, yeah, we know what this team is. Like I said before. So let's get a high draft pick. I mean, I'm upset that I, I owe lunch now, but <laughs> aside, <laughs> aside, aside from that, no, I mean, I'm not too upset about the loss. Um, I am growingly concerned about the, the coaching staff. Um, I'm, I'm losing less and less faith in them. And, and, and oddly enough, I'm actually gaining more and more faith in Justin Fields. I really feel like they should just put him in better situations to be more successful. And, and they haven't been which is why I'm just control, uh, concerned with the, the coaching staff, which is, in my opinion, uh, a bigger long-term problem. So, All right, so let's move on to the next question, which is a little more broad, but still sort of a bummer of a football question. Is this season just not that good? I mean, I've watched a handful of games around. Yep. They've just not been at the level I'm used to. Hasn't been the level of excitement, the level of like talent even. There's a handful of games where they just explode and they go off. And then you win an unexpected fantasy game, but whatever. But the majority of them <laughs> just have not been up to what I expect. Is it just me? Is it like my bad news bears bias? Or do you guys agree? I agree. I think quarterback play across the league has been um, mediocre outside of a, a handful of guys. Um, running backs have not played what we expect of them that they're not even close. And, you know, I heard, I forget who it was now. Um, some analysts talking about how the league has, has realized if they play cover two, they can limit the run game to an extreme extent. And so that's why you're not seeing as much going on from the running back position this season. Um, so it's the guys that you expected to be great, just, they're just kind of there, you know, they're, they're not, there's nothing that's super duper exciting and you still have your Cooper cup. Who's putting up exciting numbers on a team that's losing and looks like they can't find their bum on their body. So I don't know. I mean, I could go on and on and on about it, but I'm with you, man. I feel like it's just kind of a, a subpar season this year. For real, man. They can't find a tick on a telephone pole. It's a there shame. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, I, I think the stats also prove out what you're what you're getting at here is that scoring has been down. Um, I, Chris, I, I haven't heard that point about the Tampa 2 defense. If, if that's true and they found a way to kind of harness offenses, then I think we're in for a few more rule changes in the next few years to try and, uh, you know, make up for that. So that, that'll be interesting to see what happens over the rest of this year. Because, um, yeah, if offenses, you know, there, there's something to be said for offenses needing to warm up throughout the year. But this is getting to be a little too long. So, Alex, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't uh, really follow the entire league as as much as uh, you guys have. Um, what I kind of see is just it's it's not the the standard QBs 
that are playing well, right? It's it's not Burrow, it's not you know others. It's it's Geno Smith who came out of nowhere and is playing well. It's it's Jalen Hurts who's who's playing really well. It's it's um the you know the quarterback in in with the Cowboys who's not putting outrageous numbers, but he's just you know leading that team and and, and playing consistently well. So. I don't know. Um, in my opinion, it's, you know, the league is is fine. Like Pierre had mentioned before, it, it's kind of always a little bit of a slow start. Uh, defense is usually kind of jump ahead. It's just an, an easier side of the ball to really get a handle of, and then offense kind of catches up. So I think we're fine, but like I said, I haven't been paying attention to the entire league as a whole. So if the numbers are lower, the scoring, scoring is lower. I trust you guys, but I don't really, I'm not too concerned with it. I think the other thing, Alex, you know, is, you know, you mentioned them starting slower. Peter, you mentioned it too. We got treated in the playoffs last year to some extreme over-the-top scoring that happened, right? Multiple games were just running up the scores, and everybody was bombing passes down the field. Everything on offense was working, and nothing on defense was working. And I think that that got us all excited for what we were going to see in the NFL this year. We come into the year, and they they start slow. But I think it's a combination of starting slow and defensive coordinators going, I am not going to let that happen again. So we're going to play cover two. And so you're you're seeing a lot less of that over the top scoring. Good points. And I have this is an excellent segue into my next question. Peter, you even referenced this almost some rule changes. Mm-hmm. Now, previously last season, we already fixed hockey. We made some rule changes that dramatically improved the game. <laughs> It's a Football. shock. It's a shock they did not vote those in. Yeah. I'd... I mean, Maybe no icing. Three. It would be beautiful. It would be amazing. I agree. All right. So, so football. Ineligible player downfield. Ineligible receiver. Illegal formation. <laughs> Guys, is this a football game or is this a rules game? All you need to do <laughs> is not go off sides at the start. After There's that, too many regulations in this football game. game. On. <laughs> Who cares if you're whatever position you are, if you're on the field on offense, you're allowed to catch the football. Period. I don't care where you set up. If you didn't cross the line went before he said hike, you didn't break the rules. That should just be it. Set up behind on your side. Don't move. Like I'm still in favor of offsides and false starts and all of that. Like you can't, you can't jitter and like shake. That still would be a penalty. But if you're stationary on your side, you should be able to do anything anywhere you want. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I don't know that I can, man. Alex. Be the NFL's yeah, I mean, last I th- hope. <laughs> I think if if uh, the the league ever comes to a point where you know scoring is is really low, um, maybe they might make those type of rule changes. I don't think it's it's necessary yet. Um, but yeah, there might be a point where yeah, the defense just shuts them down. But they've already made a whole bunch of rule changes to make it easier for the offense. So I, I don't think it's necessary. But um, but you yeah, know that would that would honestly explode scoring on the offensive side, man, if that happened. It would probably be an extra two, three touchdowns a game. Yeah, think how many creative plays that would result out of that. It would be actually exciting to watch it because you wouldn't know. Like, 
what could happen. There'd be no limit to the creativity you could come up with. Matt, yeah, you I mean, the these Canadian offensive football linemen... league is fun? What? Are you saying the Canadian Football League is cool? Get out. Get out of America, okay? This is America here. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Freaking blue. America. Right? <laughs> Stars and GD stripes. Get out. Why don't you go join the Rough Riders, you commie maple bastard, you? Get some like syrup weird turn. over there. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I anticipated a lot of things, but not that response. (laughs) (laughs) Cut down some trees in the forest up north. All right, so we're all in agreement. New rule changes, they'll be just as successful as the hockey ones. I'm good with it. They'll be implemented (laughs) like that. As long as we have as much power as we did over the hockey ones, I am absolutely good with that. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not any less power than we had over the hockey ones. Precisely. All right, so moving on. Kobe Bryant's new shoes. They came out with a new version of his older shoes in a snake skin. That's sweet. Cover. That's very they look sweet. pretty cool. Yeah. My question to you, what was your all-time favorite sports shoe? I think we all had the same one. Yeah. I- I'll let somebody else say it, but we all have the same Alex, one. you say it. You say it. You know, I'm I'm not a shoe aficionado, so I don't. It, it's a Jordan 11s, right? It's with the, the pant- leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's by far and above the best shoe what? ever created by mankind in the history of all the world. I don't know <laughs> the names of any Jordan shoes. So, which one are you describing right now? The one with the patent leather. Oh, okay. It's white on top, shiny yeah. black around the bottom. Yeah, and it came. It, it's come now, like in so many different colors. I think like the. Uh, North Carolina blue is, is my favorite one on it. It's it's just it's a fantastic shoe. Second best, the Jordan threes. Those are legit. Those are the ones when he dunked from the free throw line in the dunk contest. That's what he had on. What what did they look like? They have kind of like um, it's almost like an old '80s looking camouflagey type um look to them. I don't know. It's like a wrap around the back, and then they're red. The reds um logo gosh it's hard to describe but they're legit you look them up and you're gonna go their shoe those. with laces yeah man yeah. oh those yeah, those are so those. cool turns out you don't tie them though because that's not cool to tie your shoes what about you peter so alex if you recall yes. you had these shoes they were the jordan 12s and i really like those the best i no, not the best not the best the 11s i not like the best. the best i'm just saying okay, the 12s second. were also really cool just I, I love the design of it, the two tone, just the, the the way that they looked. It it really did something for me. Yeah, I remember uh, Penny Hardaway's shoe was a uh, really cool. I can't I can't really describe it. I just remember really liking one of his shoes. The year that he yeah. had the ad where it had Lil Penny in it, and it was uh, Lil Penny. Tell him Lil, Lil, Lil Penny Lil from the science class says hello. <laughs> yeah, I want to say yeah. Pippin had a good. Oh, was Pippin the one where it actually spelled air on it? That yes. one, that one's those are cool. Yeah. I had yeah. I had Pippins. We could never get the Jordans, you know, for me. No, no. But I had the Pippins once. Yeah, and speaking like, of those twelves, Pete, I don't know where they are. Like I saved them. Oh and really? Gone. Oh no. I feel like everything, every every sports memorabilia that we leave in my mom's house misses and disappears. She sells it. <laughs> so your sister ate those too, then, right, Alex? Uh, yeah, right. You gotta ask her where they're at. 
Yeah, the only uh, Jordans I've ever owned are still standing right behind me. They were my basketball shoes for about a decade and a half. Nice. Very cool. still in one piece. Uh, vaguely, yeah. Last well, time I, I, wore I them, had literally falling apart. Hmm. I had three. So my three favorite shoes. You ready for this? Number one. Not not like my first favorite, but my first sporty shoe that I got were the Air Hirachis by Nike. They were just sort of like a cult following Nike running shoe. I didn't know that when I got them. I just thought they looked cool and I thought they were comfortable. I got so many compliments from like older kids like oh you got the air hirachis like where did you even find those i had no idea they were like a thing and then i could never find them again like they went out of out of whatever they stopped making them but those I were i see them I'm, I'm looking at a picture of them and i do not see it i mean where did you guys shop around that time coles jc penny yeah, i'm trying to think of places that had shoes back then Footlocker. Well, f- Footlocker. Oh yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, Champs. True, 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 true. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. All my shoes, Kenny came from shoes, Coles like and J.C. Penny. I mean, that's where I got all my shoes. So, fair enough. <laughs> the majority, the majority of us, that's where we got our shoes. Not a sponsor. Yeah. I'm looking at. I'm like, I don't see the ones I had, but it was the one that had like that band that wraps from the middle around the ankle to right. the back. That was what's cool. So anyway, what that was. Did you have those, bro? That was like third grade, really early really okay. early then my second favorite the jason kidd shoes yeah. everyone said that looked like alien shoes but i loved them <laughs> and i could play basketball like you wouldn't oh, believe with the big circles on them that's right. yeah I remember those absolutely and then my all-time favorite which i'm surprised none of you mentioned you guys both all of you mentioned your jordan favorites the Air Jordan sixes with the holes in the tongue. Those yeah, are iconic those are... Jordan to me. Like oh, yeah. before yeah. he was like they won five championships. Well before that. This was early on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think, you know, especially in, in Illinois in Chicago, like yeah, all the Jordans were uh, iconic. But I, I, by by far the elevens, I think across the nation were like the most popular shoes uh, out there but no the jordan sixes were good the, the first jordans were are still popular today um all the jordans are you know are all speaking of speaking of those bulls teams i also had a pair of the air worms that was dennis rodman's zip-up shoe i don't know if you guys remember that or not that was uh i do only because you wore it <laughs> that's right that's the only reason i may have been the only that person shoe. that wore them but yes <laughs> Are we ready for the question out of left field? I know I am. What is that? Peter, do you know what that is? Peter's livid right Peter. now. Peter, livid. What, what is Matt talking stole, about right now? You stole away his line, man. What in the world? What in the wild, wild world of sports is Matt talking about, Peter? This is the second grand theft you had today after that trade. <laughs> Just drive to your house tomorrow while you're at or Monday while you're at work, and I'm gonna pee on your mattress. And then I'm gonna. My put wife something... works at home, and she won't let you in. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do what I learned from a friend from college, and I'm gonna put a giant, like abnormally large jar that had pickles in it with still pickle juice, 
inside your pillowcase. So when you flop down on your bed at night, you get a face full of pickle juice and broken glass. Well, I love pickle juice. I could brine my chicken with it. It's delicious. Hold on, anyway, hold on. Let's move on. Hey, Matt, speaking of pickle juice and broken glass, what's the question out of left field? <laughs> Glad you asked, Peter, what? and only Peter. Question out of left field. This is that part of the show where the only part of the question that has to do with sports is that fun little intro right there. So, recently, big news in the music world. Ooh. Blink 182 got the band back together. Woo-woo. They're Say reliving so. all their 90s <laughs> glory life. and then some. Me, hope. And they're... Alex, we're going to get sued. <laughs> 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 and I remember loving them back in our early high school days and early on. And they were just a unique band. I really, I really dug them. A friend of mine in college, he had this incredible T-shirt where on it it said, "Your favorite band sucks." I've seen that one. Yeah. So my question to you is, what was your favorite band back in high school? That's a long way to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Woodza. You said Weezer, Alex? Woodza. No, I, I didn't I didn't oh. say a band name. No, no. Um, I liked uh, uh, Dave Matthews uh, back in high school. Pearl Jam back in high school. Um, high school was a long time ago. You guys, you guys say a couple more bands. I mean, that's the problem. Do you want us to pick just one? Because, I mean, I feel yeah. like it was... It so is going to be tough to go with just one. If I had to... your favorite. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was the Foo Fighters that was out there. There was Blink-182, who I loved. There was Green Day that was uh, still killing it. Even with Dookie, that was still huge when we were in high school. Chris, I'm passing the torch on to you. I mean, the if I had to say one, the one that was the most definitive for me during that time frame in my life, it was Sublime. Of I was oh, always, of always, always listening to Sublime. But yeah, I too was also really into Dave Matthews. And then there was all the hip hop, you know, we were at such a, a peak of the hip hop mm-hmm. world at that time. So uh, it, it'd be really hard to choose. But but I think that my, the soundtrack of that time frame of my life was sublime. Would, would you guys say Eminem was also a big part of your? Yes. Yeah, Eminem was huge. Of course. Yeah. Okay. That's what I just want to make. Yeah. The Eminem day that was... album dropped, Alex. Oh, mercy. Remember that? We drove. To go in, in the Dodge Neon over to Best Buy, like five towns over, pick up the cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. they, they had cassette at that time. I was going to say, <laughs> CDs were ubiquitous at that moment. All I had in the Neon was a cassette player. Ah, Ooh. that explains it. <laughs> That's true. I remember, yeah, my high school car only had a cassette player as well. In my stereo in my bedroom? That's right. Cassette, two cassettes, and... Um, a vinyl on top. Love it. So, yeah. Oh, I also got to put favorite band was uh, any Adam Sandler comedy album. May not be For a sure. band, oh, but like as far as listening hours were concerned, that was probably at the top. The goat. Yeah. Hey, goat. <laughs> oh, cheesy. We can't say any lines from the goat. Nope. They say, hey, goat. That's where it ends. <laughs> Have fun with the mosh pitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Matt, what about I think what, what about you? What else you got to add to this? No, I mean you named some. Like I, I loved Eminem as well. I like Pearl Jam. I wasn't too big into Dave Matthews Band. 
the blind was great. But I'm thinking more just about myself and why I chose this question. I did this question this week, and the other one I asked what your favorite TV shows were. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just feeling nostalinga-y. <laughs> <laughs> nostalinga. Listeners, this is the thing Alex made up when he was supposed to stay, say nostalgia. But he said, <laughs> while reading it off of a phone, nostalinga. When, when was this, you know, Chris? It just uh, my wedding. It, it may matter what the situation was at the time. Yeah, it was. It was at the wedding, my wedding. Um, oh, and he wasn't was, giving any kind of important speech, was he? He was. He was actually giving one of the best man speeches. Yeah, oh. and uh, so him and Lamar Morris, famous actor from Hollywood and TV. And I don't movies, know whose whose bright idea it was speeches. to swap speeches. I don't know yeah. why I even agreed to that. Yeah. So Alex read Lamorne's speech. Lamorne read Alex's speech. But Alex went last, which was perfect because he read Lamorne's and he said Nostalinga yes, instead of nostalgia. Did. And it was great. It, it literally, it, it, it blew the house down. Like it was. It did. It really, People still really to this day say that was the best wedding in, in the whole Quad Cities group. All those people <laughs> in Quad, Quad City. Cities. In Quad Cities. I, they, I can believe that. I can believe that. Because they laughed so hard at that wedding. <laughs> oh, and, speaking and, of another uh, favorite band, the Quad City DJs. Everybody get up. It's time to oh, jam yeah. now. Good question, Matt. Very good, sir. We, I think we're all feeling the Nostalinga here and there. And speaking of nostalgia or Nostalinga, it is time to go, kids. I hope that we all have a good evening. I hope that you guys all have a good day out there in podcast land. On behalf of our special guest, Matthew Getz. I like where this is going. And our two amazing, talented... Yeah. Mm. yet dumb as a box of rocks co-hosts chris page and alex navarro my name is peter and you've been listening to the hard cap i invent words